The Federal Ministry of Health warns that smokers die young. Tobacco smoke contains over 70 substances known to cause cancer. Smoking kills. Quit now. If you were the character that Tara Tab. Taraji P. That person. Wasn't he still very married to Taraji when he was proposed? Propos oh my god! It's not even my fault, okay? Who exactly do you blame? God. You blame God? Yes. Something I've come to realize in the last year or so of, you know, being out out like that is. Being on the streets, basically. It's not like that. <laughs> People see me as very independent, that they do not see that there is also a softness. And like, you never act like you want anything. You never act like you this or that. Like, you always seem like you've got it handled and everything. I am like, as a first child, don't think that because we are handling everything, that we're not averse to softness and the care and the gooiness and the goofiness and the everything like that. We do what we have to do because we have to do it. A lot of first daughters pretty much end up being third parents. What is something you wish people would maybe do more? Because everybody knows a firstborn. Not even trying to say firstborn generally, but this is targeted at firstborn daughters. Imagine if we had gone for... 
I'm sure in the 2023 version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, there is what is the meaning of PHCN, what is the meaning of NEPA, what is the meaning of IKADC. At least, you know, millennials have a chance to answer all three. Yeah, man. <laughs> you people say you're smart and you don't know what IKADC stands for. What a shame. Are you driving Gen Z's? No, I'm talking about us right now. We're not Gen Z's. I'm 21, please. I'm I'm, only rush. <laughs> <laughs> I'm twi- I don't know what you're talking about, so I'm Why 21. I, I am a 21-year-old boy. Forever 21 till I turn 30, then we'll be 30 till we turn 50. All we'll do is we'll celebrate anniversaries of our 21st and 30th birthday. So, like, I've done eight anniversaries of my 21st birthday. Fucking liar. That helps you sleep better at night, boo. Um, no, my scented candles, a great orgasm, and beautiful music help me sleep well at night. I was saying, so about the pod, my two worlds are beginning to clash. And so I thought about it, I go, the pseudonyms, season nine, right, perfect. What we would also do is for everyone that's coming on this season, would give them a pseudonym. Mm-hmm. So that whatever conversation is had, there is no bias of, oh, this is this person. That's the first question that is not a question that I'm going to ask you. If you could be any Hollywood actor, Hollywood. not actress, if you actor. actor, who would it be? Please don't say your own because I have to fight you. Mm. Let's see. Mm. Who do I like? <laughs> <laughs> Let's start easy first. So what we'll do is, at the end of the day, your pseudonym is going to be the first name of the actor and the last name of the actress. So let's start with the easy one. If you were going to be a Hollywood actress, who would you like to be? Okay, so I am overthinking this, but the thing is, I don't think I want anybody's life. So now I'm thinking, like, who do I want to be? I should say that I don't really like like a lot of people like that. No, no I shouldn't say. Thing. I shouldn't say like. It's just to not... give yourself a name for the episode. You have. I think it is thing. I know, but you said if I could have anybody's life. I was trying to make things easy. Thinking it did. That... It did make it easy. Oh yeah, give yourself a pseudonym. You have ten seconds. Ten, nine. Okay, so there is a series, there's a book that I read, and there's somebody from the series, Eve. So So you're Adam's wife? No, I'm Rock's wife from the book. Hi, Naked and Bikite. So on today's episode, we have Rock's, I don't know who Rock's is, but we have Eve with us on the podcast. Yeah. So far, so good. You can tell. Dallas, actually, that's a name, because she didn't take her husband's name, but since you asked me whose wife I am, her name is Eve Dallas. And if you are a J.D. Robb fan of the In-Death series, you know who I'm talking about. So my name is Eve Dallas. I'm an on-site detective <laughs> for the NYSB. I'm going to tell you how sick I am because I'm literally thinking, okay, so you're Eve Dallas, right? So your initials are E.D. I'm like, oh, erectile dysfunction. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, hi guys. Um, hello, people. I have Eve Dallas with me. And as we all know on the pod, we do the work. Because Rock is so May I continue? Yes, please. Okay. So, like, you already know, for those who haven't listened to the podcast since the very beginning, and for those who are listening to the podcast for the very first time, because your friend sent it to you, your enemy sent it to you, you just saw it somewhere, it says, give it a listen. This is Naked and Big, the best podcast inside of the solar system. And all we do here is ask six questions, because if you can't already tell from the name of the podcast, we are very 420 friend here. And so four plus two plus zero is six, and so six questions. And how the podcast goes basically is I ask Eve Dallas two questions, she asks 
last one. We're going to break so our sponsor will get a quick word and then we'll come back and then I ask her two questions and she asked me one and we call it a wrap. And so our first question, not counting the what is your name because this person is just a very dramatic human being. It's not even my fault, okay? Who exactly do you blame? God. You blame God? Yes, because he gave me all of this mind to think and examine things and everything like that, which very random. There's this thing people do where they're like, oh, pick one. Would you rather a man that is rich or nothing? I'm like, in this space, we don't do limitations. Both of them. Both of them. That's both of them, right? Yeah. yeah you can eat your cake and have it. Of course you can. <laughs> We don't do limitations over here. Why can't he be both? <laughs> he has to be both. Okay, give me love, give me money. I want to spend your money alone. So give me a loan. Yes, please. I'm, I'm, I'm on the emerging things. All right, yeah. So getting straight to it, your first question, which oh. is very interesting because this is off the bat of a conversation we, we had, had just had. Okay. And it's a, it's, a, it's a very easy one to, you know, get things started. Okay, what's Especially question? because I had recently seen, I don't know how true it is, I don't know if it's banter, that it's supposed to be a second installation to Acrimony. Right. No, it's not. It's not real. It's, if you see the, if you read the little fine words at the end of the poster, mm-hmm. it says it's not real. It did this the first time and people swallowed it and so we had to do it again. Oh, right. Because of that, and like I said, the conversation we had just before. Now, you know, there's the everlasting argument, who was wrong or what was wrong, who did the wrong thing or whatever. That is my first question to you. If you were the character that Tara, Tab, Taraji P. Anson. That person. I should have picked Taraji because I do like Taraji, but anyway, it's his comment. She's one of the few people that I follow. She comes up as a fun person. Yes. She, comes up, she also comes up as a person who is very well in tune with herself, understanding the world we live in, how it's not even set up for women and all of that. And she's yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to fight these things the way I can, but mm-hmm. without trying to look like quote-unquote I'm fighting. Yeah. But again, that's a little tangent. So if you were Taraji's character, mm-hmm. right? No, actually, I'm going to make this more interesting. If you were the girl that you ended up with, mm-hmm. right? If you were her just before he, in whatever way he did, made his feelings known to her, how would you feel? Well, again, not that you are her, you are you, you are Eve Dallas. Wasn't he still very married to Taraji when he was proposed? Propos- pro- oh my god! Proposition. Uh, <laughs> you greet me to journal. Jesus Christ. <laughs> when was propositioning her? Yes. I can't remember the details exactly, but I remember that he had done the quote unquote honorable thing of buying back the house and all of that. And so, with that certain memory, I feel like she called off the divorce or her cousins made him sign the divorce papers or something. So, he was done with the marriage. Because I remember he had gone to the office one time to almost pretty much grovel. And then maybe, yeah, yeah and he had gone to the house. And she didn't talk to him. But her cousins were like, fuck off. Like, we even gave you a job and that. fuck off and all of that. Yeah, so. I remember that part. Yeah. So I, I think the marriage was, even if not settled in divorce legally by paper, the process was already ongoing. So um, as an adult, who knows that life isn't black and white? Uh-huh. Wait, am I speaking generally now as this? Girl who took You're Dallas who is being propositioned by that guy. But well, you also went to high school with his ex-wife and you know all the history. But you are Dallas, you are not her. Well, this is tough, okay? Um, something I've come to realize again is a lot of times you say one thing and when you're really in the situation, mm-hmm. it's like an entirely different book. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I think with the history they have, you know, the husband, the wife, him now coming on to me and all of that, I think 
I think nine out of ten people. I don't know, man. Would do the exact same thing she, she did. did. Honestly. Because I think for her, I think she's just collateral damage in the sense that she, exactly, she had, nothing, she to had nothing to do with it. Right. But then again, I have to think about the fact that when it comes down to it, if there was somebody before you, you saw how this person... Wasn't she the one he cheated with in the van? Remember when they had started dating when they were younger? Yeah. And he was cheating with somebody in a trailer that she pushed the trailer? Yeah. It was that same babe, I believe. So she's not actually completely as far removed because they have history. They do so have she history. has to also consider that. But yeah, so if you're her, it, 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 che- it cheated. He wasn't a nice person. Nice, no. When he was married to her, he wasn't a kind person. He, not even as a man, as a partner. He wasn't. So again, it makes me wonder, do I know that he's not a kind person? If I know that he's not a kind person, I wouldn't be her. I don't care how rich you are or how you've eaten big or whatever. I wouldn't. And this is something that's happened to me like a lot of times where there's rarely, actually there's nobody that I've said no to that I've thought about it. I'm like, oh my God, I regret that because they're rich or because they're now rich or whatever. Mm-hmm. If I said no, I said no. Mm-hmm. I don't care about your money. Because at the end of the day, if you are not a kind person or I don't see all of those values that are important to me, I don't care about your money. Like I can collect the money. <laughs> let's be let's be realistic. I can collect the money while we're still talking and I'm still getting to know you and all of that. But like once I say no, I say no and we've moved on past it. I'm done. I don't regret things. Somebody asked me the other day, like, do you have any regrets? No. If I've done it, I've done it. If I would do with the consequences, good or bad, but I didn't. If there's my any lessons to be learned from it, mm-hmm. I will take my lessons and move the fuck on. Yeah. I hear you right, and this is such an interesting conversation because whilst all of this sounds very valid to me, I'm also thinking growth. What that means is maybe he was a shitty young partner, hang on, or maybe he was a shitty partner in the process too. He could have done better. But there's also again being being in the process, right? Yeah, being in the process. If we became better, then yes, because of course, I mean, we all grow, we learn, and all of that. Mm -hmm. If he has grown, and I can see it in action, then yeah. I would have probably gotten with him. Because at the end of the day, maybe they could have made it work somehow, but when it comes down to it, it was the worst. And I'm not speaking as Haraji because that mm-hmm. one is another case entirely. Mm-hmm. I understand, uh, oh my God, I gave so much of my life to this person mm-hmm. and all of that and all of that. And, you know, at the end of the day, I don't have anything to show for it. So if I'm this person you and gotta. I see that he's changed, he's grown and all of that, then, yeah, I guess, you know, I would see how it goes. Mm. It could end up as us. We could end up married and all of that. We don't know. But, yeah, technically it was divorced. So, there wasn't anything. It wasn't cheating. It wasn't infidelity. It was well, just somebody with context that you happen to know. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You played some variable or some part in that process. And so, that also affects bias of discerning rate, basically. Yeah, I also would be the one that he cheated with. Thank you for reiterating that. I felt like I wanted to reiterate that. That was your first question, and you know, it's was it so difficult? <sighs> That's a very dramatic sign. Um, the second question is such a very interesting tangent because it's also very different from the oh first God. question. And just to establish a point that the purpose of having my guests or having guests on the show is not to have them tell people the things that people can find out on their social media or going through their IG or going through their work or whatever. Uh-huh. It's more about getting to know this person and how this person ticks in whatever random way. Because I feel like for anything we try to do, the more context we give people, the more reasons we give them to connect to something, the 
more they are doing well. So no matter how different we are, no matter how black my skin is or whatever, because I like Coldplay, there's some Korean out there who, if we see each other for the first time at a Coldplay concert, that already connects us. Yeah. At the end of the day, there are different threads that connect. Us. Exactly. And then again, because very often we tend to like to focus on the bridge and not the fact that the bridge is just a bridge. I'm meant to explore more than the bridge. Like, okay, fine. You're Korean. I'm Nigerian. We're connected by Coldplay. What next? Are you a quote unquote good person? Do you like dogs like I do? What more do you you know? So yeah, that's why the questions are very haphazard and very random. And so the second question, inspired from Ted Lasso, you show I see, I don't know if you see it. Again, it's, it's not a very dramatic one, to be honest. Excuse me? It's in two prongs, so like a party and party. Yeah, like Tara. Oh, I yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> party is literally, again, like I said, inspired from Ted Lasso, uh-huh. between being a panda and being a lioness, not uh-huh. a lion, which would you want to be? Now, the part B is, having answered that first question, mm-hmm. it's a, if it could be any animal in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever read the Animox book by Kei Apuge, basically a group of teenagers who had their abilities absorbed in the end of any animal and mm-hmm. turned into the, those animals. Let's say you're an animal, right? And you could only turn into one animal. What animal would you want to be able to turn to a wheel and why? I would be a lioness. Um, Best in hard work, you know, more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's because, I mean, duh, you know. I don't know. So I was, again, I was thinking about this the other day. And like, even if I had like somebody that was like bankrolling, where like, I don't have to worry about all of the things that I tend to worry about mm-hmm. with my life being my life, I still would work. I don't know how not to not work. I mean, I'm okay with taking a break, a day two. This is beautiful because it also gives me more context for the third question after the break. Well, carry on. A day two, um... I was thinking about it again. I was like, I don't know what I would do with myself if I went on a one week break because I would feel very restless. And there's something you're missing. Yes, and like I'm not being productive and like I'm not doing something, mm-hmm. you know. So, yes, I think I would be a lioness. And also because that's Bay Queen. You know, right. She gets shit done, she takes care of things, she's very hands on. And she has a lion at the end of her little paw. And if he is supposed to be quote unquote king of the jungle and the king of the jungle, I have him under my kitty, every pun intended, then who is the real fucking king of the jungle? Exactly, she get. Okay, so a lioness. Alright, so now, back to being any animal and no constraints between panda and lion. Honestly, I will tell you why. Which of the few guys? Because it ranges from the regular quote unquote, the. You know, it could be Lioness, one of the ones that we have in our houses. Cats, all of so you have, you have to pick one. Leopard, a cheetah, a jaguar, which of the felines? The felines. First of all, which animal is it? That's what I'm about to explain. It's why women used to feel exam. They I'm say, they give you option of A, B, C. You say no. I'm I like about to explain. I'm about to explain. Okay. So the felines, at the end of the day, they all have the, you know, the same similar thing across every food chain and, and all of yes, that. Okay. They have similar characteristics. And also, the reason why I'm going for feline is because I haven't specifically studied all of the differences between all of the felines. You know, the jaguar, the cheetah, the, all of that. Okay. So I'm just going to go with feline. So you're going to have to accept the answer. Okay. And why do they raise hands? I just wanted to add something for our listeners. So for the listeners, what I would also include to the show notes is a wiki page and a couple of just random information about feline. Because I'm not a cat dad. I'm that cool cat uncle. All of my people are cat people out there. No, I'm not cat mom. I was literally about to say, and erectile dysfunction. Oh, I'm sorry, not erectile dysfunction. 
Dallas. If Dallas is also a cat mom, so I've got know. four babies. So yes, you're gonna four of them. Which, yes, yeah, um, a feline, and that's because I do relate to them a lot. Um, their sensuality, okay. their independence. Okay. I can do very well on my own, but at the same time, I'm not averse to the human company. The you know the. Uh, you don't mind, you know, hanging out with mortals once in a while. Because yeah. They give really nice tummy rubs at the end of the day, and they yeah. can be useful. I don't need you, but if you're here, you're convenient. That's so. nice. I don't, I don't need, but yeah, it's always nice to, you know, have your people, your clan, and everything like that. Uh, so yeah, all of the characteristics of feeling, and I'm going to say this. I've had like not one, not two people actually look at me and tell me that I definitely act like a feline. I'm very haughty. I can be, I'm gracing with my presence, so appreciate the kind of thing. And I didn't know you would. I'm telling you, my friend went off on the explanation. I wish I could find the message. I think I took a screenshot. I don't know if I saved it. But he went off and he was like, this person is right. You do act like a cat. You are very, do you see me? I know who I am. I'm gracing my presence. I appreciate it. Like, got it. You're very sensual. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I see it. <laughs> Taking a famous quote from one of our alleged clan people, uh-huh. Doja Cat. Uh-huh. Meow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meow. So yes. <laughs> okay, that's really lovely. And guys, can you hear justification? Because I keep saying as many durations as I can to all the new cat parents I've had the grace to give crackheads to. But the only thing I need you guys to understand as you've taken this thing in is you are not taking a pet. You are the pet. Mm. And they're going to act like it. That's the difference between cats and dogs majorly. Dogs are there to please you. They know they are the pets and they'll do everything. Cats, I think the most interesting... If they don't want to be with you, they don't want to be with you at the moment. I think the most interesting thing, one of the earliest memories of random facts I learned about cats that made me know that as much as I appreciate you guys, I'm just a dog person. If a cat is hungry enough, even if you're the owner and you're sleeping, if a cat is hungry enough, it will be mistaking you for a dead body and begin to eat you. All those your Jojo and chestnuts and cocoa that you love so much and you're buying, you know, litter for and all the cat chow chow for. If you go sleep some kind of sleep where you go chop your going or whatever and you pass out and your cat ever chow, your cat would begin to nibble on you. They will wake you, they will come to your head and wake you, you up. Sometimes. But yeah, let's not go too much on a tangent. Um you hit me with a question and we're going on a quick break and we Okay, so um Oh, I'm usually terrified when people have to ask me questions. I should begin with what do you need to get off your chest right now? That's where I wanna start. I, I didn't that I don't have any single questions, so sorry for you. Before I answer that, you had that was a very interesting segue because I believe I said I get two and you get one and one again. And then you started off saying, I'll begin with, I'm like, I'll wait, how many questions? Do you have a whole list? Yes, I do. I'm dying. I do have a lot. Okay. Um, What do I need to get off my chest right now? Tell me. I'm going to disappoint you. I'm going to say something like, I don't hold things chest because... Not tight chest. I know the tight chest. <laughs> once, once something they tights my chest, I, hey, I say, hello, hello, excuse me, this thing they tights my chest, I'm a talker. And so I don't, I, off the bottom of my head, as I'm thinking, I don't think there's anything I need to get off my chest. But because, again, you need to fulfill all righteousness, and I give these people a quotable quote. Yeah, what I need to get off my chest. Give me something. I need capitalism to suck my dick. 
Because what is wrong with you? I'm trying to be a baby boy. I'm trying to only wake up, sleep, smoke, listen to music, have great sex, eat great food. Why are you trying to make me work for this shit? It no makes sense. It you no know, makes sense. Capitalism, you heard him, Conalingas. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so hit me one more, we're going to quick break and then we come back and then Okay, um, now that we've gotten something off your test, what thoughts have you been repeating in your head recently? Are they true? And what's bringing them on? What thoughts have I been repeating in my head like recently? Like what thoughts have just been coming, coming, coming? Yeah, I hear you. I'm asking myself that. And, are um, they true? true? Like when you really... When I think about them, it, is it yeah. true? And what's the last one? And um, what has been bringing it them up? on? Yes. Um, is that too deep for the podcast? Oh, no, no. There's no such thing as too deep to make it big Because here, death is our case for. You know how the ocean is vastly on whatever that word is? Mm-hmm. That was when they get big I don't know. You, it might be like something like too deep that you don't want to share with the whole world. The phrase is, I'm not, I'm not going to disappoint you, but I guess my answers are always very spicy, which mm-hmm. is why we're here. So um, it's less a thought mm-hmm. and more, would I say, reaffirmation okay. for a very long time, crazy as it sounds. I had a crippling imposter syndrome. Okay. Because I have always been very big on the process and because I am also very aware that whilst my process is my process, it's quite different from the norm. So it wasn't an imposter syndrome, it was just saying, I'm weird, I'm fine with my weirdness, I'm cool with my weirdness, it's awesome, but I'm aware that it's weird, it's different, it's not what is normal. So. I had that. So I don't know if it's impossible or was like, you know, whenever I had to be anything or do anything, it's a, people want to hear my weird version. Okay, we'll take. And now, and when I say now, since I turned 29, I like, you know, people who listen to the pod know random facts. I've said this a number of times. Uh, mm-hmm. Biologically, you know, we change all our cells every seven years. So I know biologically I'm actually a new person. But also just mentally and like where I'm emotional and say I got to the point where that weirdness that I thought I had. Yeah. It's something I realize is a strength, but I now know that it's not weirdness, it's awesomeness. Okay. Right? <laughs> it's not weirdness, it's awesomeness. And I guess it was just weird to me because I thought everybody should be like that, but it was like, people are not like that. So this this seems right to me, but everybody is saying is wrong. I know it's right, but if you all see it's wrong, you know what, and it's working for you, y'all do you. But now I know that, and thankfully, you know, the world's also getting to the point where, and I now know that it's like life's journey. People wake up, quote unquote, when they choose to wake up. Yeah. And so it's almost kind of sort of like that sweet moment in the movie, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, where the guy is basically aging backwards and the person he falls in love with, you know, is aging up. And then they send a very subliminal message where that's the sweet spot for love and for relationships to thrive because the woman knows something. herself, the man has yeah. become mature and all of that. Anyway, yeah. for me, it's now I know I'm just fucking awesome. And, <laughs> and because of work and life and just getting growth, mm-hmm. I have had to put that quote-unquote weird self out there. And so what I say is not a thought, it's just a reaffirmation that I go out and do my weird shit and it drops and you're like, oh my God, you're the fucking shit on my head. I'm like, before I was like, oh my God, really? But now I'm like, of course I am. I realize that now. Okay. You know, so I don't know if that answers all the three. That's a thought. Yeah. Where is it coming from? The imposter mm-hmm. and all of that, and what has been making it happen? Just yeah. again, I guess it's just part of the growth. You know, yeah. okay, now that I know I am the shit, quote unquote, apply for the things you want to apply for. 
It's a crazy hack to my life. I sent an audio engineering product to somebody, and then the person replies me saying, the invoice that we're supposed to issue to you is supposed to be just voiceover. You have done content writing, you have imagine a couple of things that are quote-unquote jobs that are paid for. Mm-hmm. And so for me, right, in my head, whilst I appreciated him saying that, for me it was more like, if you don't do all of that, can you say you did quote-unquote this project? But I guess maybe the world has maybe learned to reward the bare minimum or maybe the buy is actually just set too low or maybe just by existing there are the Toyotas and then there are, you know, Ferraris and then there are the cars that you don't hear about but they are tailor-made for people. I realized that I was one of those tailor-made trying to fit myself into the Toyota market and so I'm like, yeah, sorry guys, I'm no longer doing this shit. When you're ready, you come up to my level. Okay. All right, so yeah, guys, uh, we're going to go to a quick break. So you won't want to say something? No, that's <laughs> just great. All right, all right. So guys, we're going to a quick break. Get a quick word from our sponsors. Don't go anywhere. In the meantime, hit subscribe, share with a friend, call your guys, connect to the speakers, and we'll be right back. I've never had a need enough to own a washing machine. As we all know, I don't like clothes so I try not to wear them. I don't like to leave my house and I live alone. But humans insist on clothes and beddings and towels are thin so I still have to deal with laundry. Cue in Ace Wash and Dry. I drop off my laundry in the morning with my security and a rider picks it up. A few hours later, I get an email with the payment link of which I make payments. And by the time I'm back from my evening run, my laundry bag is waiting for me. Doing laundry is the easiest thing for me because I don't even think about it. All I have to do is make sure that it's in a bag and I give it to my security. And I know that a couple of hours later, I'm going to have a bag back full of clean laundry. I've been using Ace Wash and Dry consistently for at least two years. And they absolutely make my life easier. Ace Wash and Dry. Contact us at 0905-718-4682. Okay, we're back on. Ooh. Shake it off. Shake it off. <laughs> Hi guys. Obviously, we're back. Uh, if you're just tuning in. You're rude. Baby, who, me? You're very, very rude. Me? At the risk of sounding like a freaking broken record, Jesus is halo, gleaming, shining, glowing. I'm an angel. Screw what you say. The Yorubas have a saying, it goes something like, Kinshabia. I'm not very sure what the translates to, but like, it's not your fault, that's what it means. I was going to bite you just now, like, you know what? You're also people. I'll allow it. Because I was going to get out, you know, we like to ease things into people, however that saying goes. Ease things? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said! Okay! <laughs> right, guys. So, anyway, like I was saying, so if you're just joining us, uh, we have if that. Hey, if. We have Eve 
Dallas with us on today's episode of Naked and Baked. In the first half of the pod, we have covered two, well, we've covered a lot of questions, but for the pod notes, for the pod notes, we've covered two questions, basically. Again, if you're just joining us, just hit back, 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 and start again and catch up with us. Yep. Um. So, the third question, for the sake of being, remember when we were talking the other time, I said that you had given me context to ask a particular question, right? And also, because I know the context, but the people who are listening to know the context, you have said, you know, in my life and whatnot, and I guess I'm going to have to now then say some things. So, context, guys. Eve is a fucking superhero. Oh my goodness. I'm a dramatic bitch, you have to take it like that. Why I say that is because we literally did the calculation before we came on air. By the time she was 23, she had become the mother and father for her four other siblings. Yeah. The question I have for you is, again, given the cause life has dealt, Mm. aside from being the mother, aside from being the father, aside from being the first person, aside from being the first born, what is something as a first child that you wish people would be more aware of? A little more context to give you more juice as you ruminate on your answer. One of the reasons why I also really wanted to have this episode happen is I have an older sister. An older sister? Yes. And we recently just started bonding. And I'm very aware in conversations with her. Again, I guess as a mantle of you know just being the first daughter, and I get maybe a little Nigerian. I don't say African, and I don't even want to the world. And so, if this resonates with you, yeah, this is for you. But a lot of first daughters, pretty much, even without what happened to you, end up being the third parents. Yeah. Right. You have to take care of people. <clears throat> and in random conversations we've had, I know that a lot of the things that you do and a lot of the things that you is not because that's what you want to do but because like like, it's what you have to do and so this third question because the fourth question kind of links to it is it is what it is given how life is and what the world is what is something you wish people again not knew more about firstborn but what would do more to make your life easier again i'll just give you one more example I seldom know how to give to my sister on her birthday because, first of all, she's a big woman, so there's no sound to buy that she does oh, have or whatever, already. you know. She just turned 33, and for her birthday, what I sent her was a color ribbon, and she cried. Now, the thought process behind that was, <laughs> and the thought process behind that was literally, again, I get that, you know, you've had to mommy me and, like, you've had your third mother, right? So, we had the privilege to enjoy ourselves and the kids. I'm not sure how much you had the chance to be a child. I don't know how much I had the chance to, like, you know, do silly stuff like have a coloring book. That's why I did that. You know, so now, having given all of that context, asking the question again, what is something you wish people would maybe do more? Because everybody knows a firstborn. Not even trying to say firstborn generally, but this is targeted at firstborn daughters because the pressure is... Everybody's pressure is different and everybody get their own. But again, right now, the focus is on Eve Dallas and the position she's in. The context helped a lot. So, um, I should say that my last proper relationship was 2017. And for like the first couple of years after everything has happened, happened. I really was, again, very heartbroken because, you know, dealing with my relationship ending, my mom passing. I was just really trying to survive and take care of myself and my siblings and like again whatever little money I was earning here and there was going towards seeing that my siblings were okay I was okay I mean that school fees that's for independence as a dependent yourself it, it was it was a lot so I wasn't looking to be with anyone to be honest I think it was last year or the year before the last I'm like 
I know that I've healed enough and that I know that I now want love. I now yeah. don't like a proper relationship. I'm also getting to that point where I'm working. I'm still earning like little by little. And again, at the end of the day, before the middle of the month, everything is gone. But at the same time, you know, for like the little things, basic things, I'm like, okay, I can still do that. And because I'm also very independent and a feminist and all of that, as much as I, hello dear, I want to spend your money, I still want to be able to pull my weight, spoil mm-hmm. my partner and all of that. Which is one of the things that really held me back from like being with somebody because I know that I just wasn't financially in that I'm still not completely, but at least it's better than. So now I know in the last couple of years, I want a relationship, I want love, that's what I'm in the market for. Mm-hmm. So I know that I'm in the, you know, this is what I'm in the airspace for. And um, something I've come to realize in the last year or so of, you know, being out, out like that is. Being on the like, streets, basically. Eh, something like that. <laughs> Doing <laughs> maybe a place called Comfort May, Sydney Streets on Sayame. I'm tired, but anyways, um, one thing I've come to realize is when I would describe myself, mm-hmm. I would describe myself as goofy, beautiful, pretty, smart, and all of that. And I came to realize uh, very recently that um, people see me as very sexually attractive. And so a lot of time, they don't get past that. They are so stuck on that, they don't see, or they don't want to see, or they're not taking time to see what's beyond that. And mm-hmm. usually when they want to offer, like, anything, it's... Sex is tied to it. Or there's or a suggestion ends, of... It ends with the sex, like, oh, friends will benefit, or, like, situationship shit, you mm-hmm. know. It's never... It's never more. Yes, and people who would typically be, oh, I'm not in the... In the headspace for that, like a couple of months later, mm-hmm. are like in somebody. Anyways, the point I'm trying to make is, as a first child, mm-hmm. again, all of the discoveries I'm making mm-hmm. is also that I've come to realize that people see me as very independent. That they do not see that there is also a softness, and that I am very particular about softness. I'm a baby girl. I want to be babied. Mm-hmm. I want to be loved with everything. You know, the random gifts, the dates, the romance. I want it. I'm telling you that this is conversation that men have had with me. I'm like, you never act like you want anything. You never act like you this or that. Like, you always seem like you've got it handled and everything. I am like, Mother- motherfucker, stop playing with me. I was talking to one person and you know trying to see where things were going and we were kind of doing something or whatever and he kind of made it look like vulnerability was a problem mm-hmm. and i told him i said look i'm the first child i have to deal with things at home and outside i have to be strong i have to do what i need to do i do not want to have to come home to you and come home that like on the phone text whatever and i have to hold myself stiff again and be strong Actually, I think he said something about me being too much because I cared. And do you know the crazy part is? I didn't even fall in love with this person. I just cared. And even that was a lot for him to handle. So it's the realization that people see me as very strong. And please, baby, take care of I'm kidding. I want it. I want softness. 
also one of the reasons why i've been very vocal about this and i'm like i can have it is because i've actually been with somebody that we didn't even date but the way i was treated was so good i'm like i'm not going to take anything less than this again yeah so i want the softness i crave it and as a first child don't think that because we are handling everything that we're not versed to softness and the care and the gooiness and the goofiness and the everything like we do what we have to do because we have to do it yeah it doesn't mean that we don't want somebody else to do it for us so trying to break it down for be soft and be held and be cuddled and slow dance to jazz or doing at night or you know somebody making ice cream for me or buying me a book or taking me out to hot galleries or something like the woman with the softness too in simple terms for the people who are versed with what is called the love languages you would say that acts of service are very up there everything everything to be honest but acts of service is up there the reason why i just like again just tried to summarize like that was giving people something to be able to start their chewing with like okay first of all again it's like this you you do what you have to do right? because you have to because you have to do and again remove this from the love that we think we only keep for our partners and think of it as just love you know in friendship in, in life in deliberateness you know it's just like okay i know this much about this person's story and so in the best way i can which is what i was telling you at the time yeah. that's if you need context be kind you're not as kind of a person as you think you are I apologized earlier that the breakfast wasn't the best and everything because right because it, it, again even though it's something I also know that more often than not you're waking up in the morning and thinking has this person eaten has this person eaten what are we going to eat today and all of that not trying to water it down it's how I would treat anybody that I choose to have on the pod because again for me the pod is me the pod is my soul and so that means at the very least you reach in like a human being mm-hmm. you're, like, you're now adding your context yeah if we're done recording and then. I don't know, it was raining earlier and then you were like, you know what, you'd like to just chill for a little bit. Because I am also aware, you teased me one time about how I go about saving people and whatnot. For me, it's almost something like, because I know my quote-unquote breaking points and I know that I can take pain. People have their rules to play and I figured out early on that is one of my rules to play, being a healer, right? And so, even if it was inconvenient for me, even if I would be thinking, I'd rather like to be in my space and get some work done or whatever, whatever. Again, because that's what context now also does, gives you more benefits of doubt. What I could end up now saying is, okay, yo, what I can do is enjoy yourself up until, let's say that time is tough, do anything you need to up until four, and I'll give more context because I have work to do, but please don't be a firstborn right now, just be you. You know, and I said this is going to give segue to the fourth question, and I feel like, right, um, the fourth question, it's, how much grace do you give yourself in the process oh, okay. right and then there's another question that i was going to you know um depending on how the conversation will go i'll decide what to ask um how do you think death has forced you to grow but because i don't want to make us liars we told them four questions and two questions and all of that right yeah, and we've been talking for they will be all right <laughs> they love your voice you sound delicious they oh. love and baked and this is why we're here because again, I keep telling people, at the end of the day, I don't need your answer to be right or perfect. The answer comes when you listen back to this episode and when you listen to your answers and when you're able to find growth points or fault points or whatever. That's actually why making and big exists. As much fun as the people listening are hopefully having, no offense to you guys, like fuck them, this is for you too. It's also to be able to go back and say, okay, 
Based on my thought processes as regards this, this actually what I truly feel. Is this beneficial to me in the long run? Or you hear something you said that you know you should, but you realize your actions have not been, you know, in line yeah, with that truth. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's actually the point of making ambition. So again, the three questions are, how much grace do you give yourself in the process? Okay. Um, how do you think death has forced you to grow? Mm-hmm. And what is something that you would like more people to know? that would, in whatever way, help their lives be better. My favorite is how I learned to wash my teeth before I went to bed. I just told myself, if I can afford to roll my dick for at least a minute to bust a nut, I can afford to wash my mouth. And now, it's a habit I wash my mouth regularly. You know, so yeah, those are the three questions. How much grace you give yourself in the process? How do you think death has forced you to grow? Those two can be merged into one because I know how they affect each other. And also, what advice would you give all the lovely people who haven't listened to us for how long? The reason why I've not decided to say the time is because hopefully in Jesus' mind, by the time I did take it to bits, yeah. it will not be too terrible. But this is not up to two hours. And again, coming from... Because they're going to be people with their sports. When we started, I mean, you know now. Yeah. We used to do 20 episodes, 24 minutes. Then we did one hour. Mm-hmm. Then we did one hour, 23 minutes. Then we brought it back to 14 minutes. And we're here with your hour. It's as long as it needs to be. Yeah. No more, no less. Over to you. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be very honest and say that it's a constant reminder. It's something that I constantly have to remind myself to be patient with myself, to be graceful with myself, mm-hmm. and to realize that I'm trying my best. I am here. I've stayed. And that has to count for something. And so when I get tired or overwhelmed or I feel like I'm not doing enough or I feel like I failed with something concerning one child or the other, I'm like, I'm here, you know, I didn't leave. And Cause to be honest, no one would fault you if you left. I can't so, so, okay, I'm going to, I'm, I'm so sorry for interrupting. The way my mind works is, I know on bones mentally, right? Mm-hmm. And again, from this Ted Lasso show, so the protagonist basically is going through a divorce, mm. right? There's nothing wrong with the marriage. The woman just outgrew her love for him. Wild tangent of the show is, he coaches American football. He lives in America, basically. To give her the space to maybe grow to love him better, he comes to England to coach soccer. So again, that's the premise of the show, it's such a wild thing, but that's not the point. In their relationship, there's nothing wrong. And she knows there's nothing wrong. You didn't do anything. Just I wake up this morning and that love really shocked me. I don't see you and I'm not seeing stars around you. And so she too, because she knows nothing is wrong, she's trying Mm -hmm. to get things back. And he pretty much gets to the point where he says, this is not me letting you go, because I'm good. This is, it is what it is. I keep thinking about that because it's almost up there with another experience of a woman who is in labor with her husband whilst they are rushing to the hospital. It's snowing. They go off a cliff. Her husband basically dies. She has to give birth in the middle of the wreckage. Again, it's in the middle of the fucking blizzard. While she's waiting for search or rescue, the baby she just gives birth to dies. How? How? That's why it makes complete sense that this woman went to a new country and just started again. But again, when, how would we know the story? Because she's falling in love with somebody and at the end of the day, she had to share that experience. But it's like, mm-hmm. real life is modern fiction. It's yeah, crazy. crazy. It's, it's just crazy. Come on, you're a 23-year-old girl whose dad has been late before you just lost your mom. Yes. And you have four siblings. When you lost your dad. Yeah. And as a first child, you know... <laughs> 
So nobody, that's why I said nobody would blame you if you leave. So shout out to you, first of all. Shout out. For, if either of the Dallases listen to this, thank you, first of all, for just sticking with this woman. And when you see her after you listen to this, you may never actually listen to this, to be honest. But if you ever do listen to this, I want you to give her a very long, hard hug. I mean it because again, again. I hope you listen to this soon. But from what I know, you're you know you're like what twenty four, twenty one. Uh, our last is eleven. Uh huh. Our immediate is nineteen, twenty ish, and then his immediate is twenty three, mm-hmm. and then he's our immediate is I think twenty five and six ish. So basically, you know, go long, shall y'all are adults. Basically, I let me let me rephrase that. Not that you're adults. I feel like one of the general challenges the world has is we often don't talk about things in the reality of things and like how they are. We are like, quote unquote, yeah, adults. I need to deal. I'm, I'm supposed to deal with this mm-hmm. on my own and whatnot. And if you keep doing that, when people are experiencing things, because no one else has shared their experience, it's always like a new thing for them. And, you know, so yeah. So if you ever listen to this, uh, when you shall see Miss Dallas, because that day, one of you buy a, a chicken wrap. <gasps> Another day, book her a spa day just because. The next day, not because you have anywhere to anywhere to go, but just all leave the house for another time. Uh huh. My papa said recently he's in school. Okay. He's in like studying cell genetics, microbiology, or something. So he calls me and he's like, "Do you have money? I need money." And I'm like, "Wait, hold on," because I've been thinking of that message. So he tells me, do you have money? I need money. I'm like, okay, um, how much do you need? He says, I don't want you sending money when you don't have much. The thing is, you never tell us when you need money. It's usually when I'm in school that I'm asking you for money and I don't like it at all. And God will provide for you, continue to make things work in your favor. So I say, you should ask me for money because God will always provide. And so he asks me, who do you talk to when you need money? Mm-hmm. So I responded, I said, God. <laughs> and there's this emoji. There's that emoji. <laughs> I'm like, how much do you need on money? Let me know what For those who are listening, the emoji is the one that is smiling, but then there's a single tear drop. Yeah. So he says, any amount you have. I was like, where are you? So I was trying to gauge how much we need, where he was, and all of that. Because he's also an amazing photographer, by the way. A killer photographer. So we'll include that in the show notes, guys. So, yeah. Yes, please. But Trent my brother is fucking talented. But, anyways, it says he's on his way to church. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. Um, So I send him money. So, anyways, I've been thinking about that and how my siblings are growing up. Mm -hmm. And when he asks me, who do I ask for money? And the thing is, I have never thought of asking them. Because they are... I mean, he's in school. How am I supposed to ask him for money? I want to say something that the words I usher right now are not the message, but hopefully it comes off eventually. One of my benchmarks for any kind of relationship, like one of the BM and your moms is, I don't care whatever it is you think truth is, I don't care what your feelings are, whatever it is, as long as we can talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. What I need you to make sure you never do is make decisions for me. What that means is, oh, I should call KV, but his house is far and he doesn't like going out, so there's no reason. Okay. At the end of the day, you might be 99.9% right. But then what you don't also know is, what it may be, for example, you ask me to come over and I know your house is close to a particular mall that I'm trying to get something. You saying that gives me more reasons. Again, the point I'm trying to make is generally just never make decisions for me. That's how it comes out, but then it's a little bit different than that. And so now bringing you back to this conversation. Yeah. 
you know, it was from the segue of we don't talk about things enough and all of that, right? And the truth is, a random tangent would be we say things like if a husband or wife is abusive in a relationship or they're staying because of their kids. Yeah. As much as we always say that makes sense or we say it doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. we also know that the kids are seeing. They know what yeah. is actually happening. Yeah, so now, if we say that, again, at the end of the day, it wasn't just your siblings who lost their parents. You all lost your parents yeah. and even though again at every point in time life is happening and you can only see as much of it as it demands so if you're if you're in primary secondary school again you know this happened again just for a random example my dad had a stroke when i was in gs2 and know that happened i'm the emotional tampon in my family so i know how he affected my mom but because again in real life i was in boarding house i was in school my mom was pretty much stuck with it. No, not stuck anymore. She was his primary care, but my sister was out of the country. My brother was in primary school. So I know how much she dealt with it. But for me, it's still just something that happened. Maybe there is some trauma response because I was a 12 or 13 year old boy driving a fucking manor car with my father convulsing, driving to the hospital. So again, I don't know how much trauma would ever blocks out that memory. But again, but I know that again, real life in that moment was, this is happening, but my real life is, Mr. Kingwali and geography, looking at this GS2 said it's not geography. Somebody and intro tech or social studies, you know. Uh-huh. But eventually, by the time as you grow, you learn. Yeah. And something that not sharing experiences robs people of generally is it's like subconsciously unconscious, you learn more and more to be alone because it was like this bad shit happened and I figured it out. Anything we won't happen, as long as first of all you know reach this one. If I didn't share that one, I don't necessarily share this. I'm also saying this thing that I'm hearing the words and I'm telling myself, you fucking hypocrite. But it's something I'm learning, and that's literally the point I'm trying to make. Okay. Yeah. So to the Dallases, whenever you listen to this, appreciate you, the person you have, because I'm sure you know this because you all experienced it. I'm sorry you went through this, but I tease her and I call her Idora Minaji. Those are basically the warriors that, you know, are protect Wakanda, up. you know, that's that's who she is. And hopefully you can tell from her persona that she is fucking amazing. So yes, we're going to go back to you so that we don't give these people 24 hours. Okay, so... How much grace do you give yourself? How much grace um, I try? Uh-huh. It's a constant thing. How much has death changed me? That how much has it forced you to grow? And how, how much, much has it changed you? Yeah, how much yeah. has it forced me to grow? One of the things that I feel like my mom instilled in us when we were growing up was contentment and resilience death has increased that a lot my resilience every time i think i'm gonna break i get up the next mm-hmm. day and go again and so it has taught me that it might get very bad very very bad it might not be the way you think it's gonna happen it mm-hmm. might not be as good as you think it's gonna happen mm-hmm. it might not be as good as you wish it to happen but you will get through it has taught me to expect anything from anybody. People can change. People will show you their true colors when they don't have anything to hold them back or have anything to... I don't know how to explain this, but some people do things because there is a certain light beaming on them at that moment in time or there's like a camera in the sense that some people might be nice to you because maybe your parents are still here and all of that and like when you're gone like okay what's what's gonna happen what are you going to do and everything like that 
again, people will switch on you and it didn't surprise me. I remember one of the conversations I had with myself on the steps of the mortuary after my mom died was, at this point, expect anything from anybody. And when I tell you that, the things that I have seen, the things that has been said to my siblings, they now won't even get into it. I've just like learned a lot. I'm very protective of my peace and my space. Yeah. And it also spills into relationships in yeah. the sense that I've just been through too much that when it comes to my relationship, love life, sex life, once you start to stress me, if I do not have peace with you, I really and I've not been twice. I've not been guilty about it. I do not have to deal with all of the stress that I have to deal with outside, inside, and have to deal with you stressing me out again. I'm gonna leave. So it spills over into all of that and knowing my boundaries, learning my boundaries, learning what I will take and what I will take. Mm -hmm. Acceptance and not leaving and dwelling in what ifs. What if this was this? What if my dad was still here? Mm -hmm. I don't do that. Mm -hmm. I'm just very present. Like, this is what we've got. This is where we are. How are we working with that? How are we moving with that? There's no need leaving in what if this was this? What if this was that? Because Mm -hmm. what would that do for you? And I've learned to be more positive, more hopeful. I want to take joy in the little things and just be very appreciative because I've learned that for me, I cannot bank on big moments. Oh, yes. You're, you're, you're literally about to you know, say the you know, companies, they, have, they say our vision, our mission. <laughs> this is like the vision slash mission of making a big. Yeah. It's like, forget about the weddings and all of that. I bank on the big moments. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I will ever have them. But you have today. Yes. And so you and enjoy so, today. And so when I hear... Spotify suggested an artist I've never met. Me searching through YouTube in the midnight and discovering artists that nobody knows. Poetry on YouTube, slam poetry on YouTube, books, discovering an author that I'm about to go down the rabbit hole or finding other books that I've written when it comes to books because I love books. I've got tattoos that say books all over my body. The air on my skin. When the air blows and it just touches my skin and caresses my skin, I'm just like, yes, please. I'm sitting half on the floor, half on the bed in my room, and I'm seeing the moon, and I'm just basking in that moment. My shower gel, the fragrance, the aroma, perfumes, tea, shoes, my sibling saying something funny. I have learned to just take my happiness from all of those little moments because waiting for the big moments, you will just keep waiting and delaying your happiness for how long? So I've learned that. I've learned to also appreciate people when I have them because I do know what the next second is not promised. Mm-hmm. So when I have people, when I have relationships with people, I appreciate that relationship and hold on to it. And if it ends, then it was good. It plays parts day. in yes. the journey of life, basically. Yes. So it's all of that, and um, yeah, we could go on there with all of the lessons that I've learned and having for us to change. I was smiling what? so widely because in my head I was just thinking to myself, Shape who can hear now because when I see all of these things, it'd be like, Oh guy, no, you see all these things because of this or because of that. I'm like, listen, at the end of the day, all we honestly have is today. Yeah. Because as crazy as it sounds, if tomorrow Kim Drew decides that, you know what? Let me even just test this nuclear weapon just because you day or day you day plan say you day go Mauritius next week wanting 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 and again I know that sounds very wild bringing it more locally you have planned your day you are going wherever you're going and thankfully this doesn't just happen in Nigeria because 
you just sound like a very Nigerian thing. But you're on your way, and then your vehicle has a flat tire. And for some reason, because the day before, you had wanted to use your wheel spanner to adjust your grill or something, you had left it in the house. There's something I keep Life preaching. Life happens all the time. There's something I keep preaching and I, I find it wild that people don't see it. So in cannabis, and this is what I'm going to use to wrap up my end and then give it to you and close off for the evening. So in cannabis, right, very often people think, understandably because, you know, as more time has passed, more knowledge has been shown on cannabis. But then there's general indica, sativa, belief, one's supposed to make you chill, one's supposed to make you active. It's not really right. How the flower is actually experienced is through something called the entourage effect. And dumbing that down, what that means is, aside from the THC in the plant that makes you high, it's all of the other unique terpenes, like for example, the terpenes that are in lavender. Even if something is pissing you off, you find that you come to peace with it a lot more quickly. It's and like, you know, it's basically the entire breakfast of aromatherapy, but then we're not trying to get into this point I'm trying to make is cannabis, the entourage effect, which is why half of the tests and all of these things are very biased because unfortunately they are testing just THC. And again, it makes sense, know the limits, know all of that. But if you're trying to do more, it's less about the THC and all of these things acting together. Yeah. And life is like that, and that's so that's called the entourage effect. And that's what life is. Life is not necessarily about today that if Dallas is recording or naked and baked, right? Mm-hmm. It's the entire effect of every single thing that happens concurrently and then, you know, it's like, okay, this is where the pot of stew is right now. I can take the broth with bread. Is it thick enough for bread? Or, you know, life is happening in such a way that right now, okay, you should use it for rice. Or life is happening right now that you can actually believe me on its own. It's living. Because again, as you are happening, life is always happening. But people very often tend to unconsciously, the UN in brackets, focus on a single moment. It's like, I'm upset at you because of this, or I'm happy with you because of this. You know, it's all that, again, it's the entire, you know, intense versus actions conversation. Yeah. You might be a very good person to me, but what is your intent? Are you trying to, metaphorically speaking, fatten me up like a pig for the slaughter? You know. So thank you for saying all of that because my listeners be making me sound like some eccentric uh, hippie something, something. This is somebody else. So, so again, just to make you people know that how random this is, and one of the reasons why I really trust in resonance is I've had a couple of death conversations on the podcast, but I also like to talk about it more. And I wanted to, again, let no be as if no, I'm the one just saying this. Let's also get people who have experienced this. So again, you guys are hopefully feeling the pod. So again, if you enjoy what you've heard so far, don't forget to hit the subscribe button made you listen to this. And if that has answered all of our questions, I was going to say, do you have one more for me? My last question is, when was the last time you did something for the first time? And if you haven't in a while, that is your cue to do something for the first time. I haven't done anything new for the first time in a long time. That speaks a lot of my adventurous life. And as always, I would always blame capitalism. Also, there's I was a, about to say that. Yeah, but but there's also the fact that obviously I know I've not done everything because I mean I've not I've not gone bungee jumping yet. I've not gone scuba diving yet. There's nothing I'm going to do. I've not built my archery. So I'll do those things for the first time eventually at some point. But most of us thinking as regards experiences, it's the best thing I ever do. There were three things. Dubu, something, and Chai. 
<laughs> what was I saying? Was it, have to, I don't know. Joe, I, but do you know what? Do you yeah, know? I know. I know what you're um, saying. Can you help me? Joe, something. Once uh, all those things, every other thing are bonus. So I've not done anything new for the first time. Right. And yeah. There's time to. I mean, I'm I'm just a 21 year old, so there's plenty of time. To. Okay, sir. Yeah, so to so wrap Maybe it up, basically, so. we're going to have Eve Dallas. Um, she's going to kill two birds with one stone. She's going to just tell us something that she wishes the world knew to make the world a better place. And then she tells us who she is. And you know, the normal when you're introducing yourself on radio, you're like, hi, my name is KV, and blah, 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 blah. You now get to know who Eve Dallas is. And um, yeah, we call it an evening. So over to you, Eve Dallas. Uh, what do I wish people know to make the world a better place? I want people to be more open, open-minded, more accepting. Because there open your is... mind, open your legs, open your heart. Mm, I do not see legs. <laughs> Carry on, open-minded. I do not hear legs from my mouth. But anyways, more accepting, more open. And know that there is so much more to life than you. And who you are and what you are. Mm. The beauty of humanness mm. and humanity is the fact that there is so much different people and that is what actually makes life life and what makes life beautiful and what makes everything interesting. I mean, imagine if there was only one of you in the whole world and everybody's a clone of you. How boring would that be? But don't you want a little excitement, a little difference? You don't have to like it, but you can accept people for who they are. This goes without saying that it does not mean murder and death and all of that because you people can <laughs> let me just spell it out, okay? Let me spell it out. They would say it was if Dallas has said so, hey, so. Please, no, let me spell it out. But when it comes to like accepting people for their differences, their queerness, their sexuality, their ways of thinking, and their truth is not similar to your truth yes you know just because you're seeing a man that you know likes flowy dresses or something it doesn't make him any less of again that's just an example yeah you know so be more accepting be more open and also one thing i want people to learn is that in our humanity there is so much that you can do and so much that you can be do not allow yourself to be boxed into a space or square wherever our parents would work one job for like 30 something years i would never i would lose, I would lose my shit i'm so i'm retiring right 35 <laughs> you know, they're talking about work for one company yeah <laughs> So, like, there is so much for you to be... There is time. No, not time. There is space. There is space for you to be so many things in one lifetime. Your lifetime might be 35 years. What were the things that you tried? What were the things that you did in that 35? So, I want people to learn that there is so much for them. Mm-hmm. So much space for them to be so much. There's a lot of so much, so much. Take a shot every time I say so much. <laughs> we'll, we'll add that. We'll add that, definitely. There uh-huh. is space for you to be so much in your lifetime. And you shouldn't allow yourself to be boxed. If you want to try A&R, if you want to try, like, different careers, you know, be so many things, try, like, just do it. That's what I want people to learn. I mean, I feel like it's common knowledge, but... How does that thing go that we don't understand when we were younger? Common sense is not really common. We thought it was an insult, but when you deep it, it's actually... I mean, the truth is right there, but because we also understand that just because something is simple doesn't necessarily make it easy. Yes, so, absolutely, that's know, true. Yeah, so that's you. Thank you so much for that. And then Thank you. Oh, Eve the Dallas, yeah. yeah, we oh unveil to you. Hi, babies. <laughs> <laughs>
my name is Hadassa Jai, and um, the reason why I keep saying Wakanda is because I'm bald. I've been a baldy for over two years now, and um, what do I do? I do a lot of things, actually. Let's not lie. People may get confused. <laughs> but um, number one thing is I'm a media girl. I will forever have ties with radio, TV, and all of that because that's my first love. But currently, I work with brands and rights for brands. And um, I also run your Lagos assistant. Uh, goal at your Lagos assistant is to help young entrepreneurs and um, young working class people in Lagos live a stress-free Lagos life. Um, whatever it is you need done, groceries, errands, deliveries. She is in nighter or baby boy or baby girl. Yes, I mean, if you want yes. to be baby boy or baby girl, she's one that nights you. Yes, saying, you I'm, know what? I'm the I one. got you. I've, I've got you. You need market runs. You you want to go to a particular market. You need something. We also deliver special gifts to your loved ones. We'll arrange it. We'll, we'll sort it out. Anything you want. So you can check out our page at your Lagos assistant. I also do um, a lot of arts and crafts, beadwork, decorations, bottle art, everything. So that's why I say, me, she is I do be doing a lot of things. She yeah? says she is legion in everything. I do be doing a lot of things because man's got a shop, okay? <laughs> so. Yeah, so all of this information will be added to the pod notes. If you have people that are not really into podcasts but would also enjoy this content, all of this will be transcribed and included in the show notes, and you can have all of the links and all the references present in the show notes. And yeah. That is Naked and Big People. Thank you for spending your time with Thank us. You for uh, whatever me. time you listen to this, please do not forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever channel you're listening on. If you've hated it, I beg you, punish your enemy. I'm like, you know what? Ah, this bastard. I will send you this in that hated because it's so shit. But more from that not because we had the amazing Eve Dallas on the podcast. We know that it wasn't amazing. Plus, I mean, it's a production from Captain KV. So as you're always. And that's a wrap, my people. See you on the next episode. <laughs> Bye. So